My name is Noah McGraw. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, March 8th. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Emerson Malone. And I'm Will Campbell. Last week, President Michael Schill presented a budget plan to the Faculty Senate to address the University of Oregon's budget issues. Schill's plan aims to overhaul the university's faculty funding system and in the process cut roughly 75 non-tenure faculty positions. Today, Will Campbell will help us understand Schill's budget plan. Will, help us understand Schill. I'll just kind of want to paint, paint a little picture in people's heads. So President Michael Schill opens up the Register Guard newspaper. He sees a, an article about the U- University of Oregon potentially laying off 75 faculty members. And this is from the president of the faculty union. So Schill knows he has to get up in front of the faculty senate the next day and present his budget plan. And now he knows that a lot of faculty are going to be worried that a lot of their colleagues' positions will be cut. So he gets in front of the faculty senate and he presents his budget plan for the first time. I just want to give a little outline of the budget plan. So part one of his plan is to give each dean of each school the power to come up with his or her own budget plan and implement that. Um, and that could involve a number of things that can involve cutting faculty that could involve increasing the size of classrooms. But the number 75 is pretty rough and it just comes out of a number from trends of laying off faculty in the past. But faculty from every department won't necessarily be cut because some departments don't have a budget problem. So I think the biggest department uh, with a problem is the College of Arts and Sciences. Last year, they had to lay off 79 faculty members. So I think the reason why this is happening is because the current system, when students switch majors, say from Colleges of Arts and Sciences to the business department, so there's no way of shrinking the number of tenured faculty positions in each department. That number is just continuous and it'll keep cycling. So once a tenured faculty member retires, that job position will just go right back into the school. But if that number of students in that school is shrinking, then there are just more tenured professors and fewer students. And so the current system doesn't allow for that tenured faculty position to, say, move to another area of more growth. It just sticks, it stays in that current department while the other departments accumulate more tenured track faculty positions. So just to interrupt, a tenured track professor is someone who has a permanent job contract with the school, cannot be fired. It's usually granted after six or seven years. Right. And it's a higher paying position. And it only goes away when actually the position doesn't go away after that person retires. It goes to basically other faculty members waiting in line for that. This budget proposal affects non-tenured track faculty members. These are largely instructors who are teaching in the College of Arts and Sciences. Is that right? That is right, more or less. And deans will be able to cut non-tenured track faculty positions. But also uh, the other component of Schill's budget plan here is that when a tenured faculty member retires, that position won't immediately go back into that same school. Instead, what it'll do, starting in 2019, that position will shoot up to administration, to our new provost, and the provost will be able to redistribute that tenured faculty position to whichever school has more growth. It's a way to adapt the school depending on what the students want to do, where the students want to go. Right. In Schill's speech to the faculty senate, he's basically describing how students are determining the strategic plan of the University of Oregon. You quoted Schill in the story as saying, the strategic direction of our university was put into the hands of 18 to 22-year-olds 
it wreaked havoc on our university. So I think what he's talking about in that quote is that when students tend as a group to focus more on, say, the public relations program and less on, say, the uh, the romance languages program. There's a net loss of students in one school and a net gain in another. Right. And so students can are basically determining what departments are growing and, and which what departments are shrinking, except the current system doesn't allow departments to shrink in terms of uh, cutting tenure faculty positions. But this new system, it's basically gives power more centrally to the administration. It, it allows the school to adapt a lot easier. In the future, are we likely to see more fluctuations among the faculty of different schools if more power is put into the administration's hands for this sort of decision? Well, you'll see it happening easier, but uh, faculty members don't retire that often, so it won't be huge sways depending on what degree seems the most likely to get you a a high-paying job. Those outside factors absolutely determine what degree students are interested in. Another thing about this current system is that each school at the University of Oregon is trying to grow their numbers, and they're encouraged to do anything they can to increase their numbers. But instead of going outside the school and trying to get students from outside of the University of Oregon, what happens is all these efforts to, to attract students to each school, they're just pulling students out of the other departments. And so it's too competitive of a system between the school and the school's kind of eating itself from the inside out. And it's causing all these budget problems. This new system will really centralize the assigning of tenure track faculty. And it'll just be a lot easier to adapt without departments stealing students from one another. What happens to the existing staff after the non-tenure track layoffs? So if the school lays off a non-tenure faculty member, then the students in those classes are going to have to go to other classes in the school, and schools will just have more students in the classroom. And there are negatives to this. There are positives to this. The positives are the school doesn't spend as much money, but the negatives are the classroom sizes are a lot larger, and students don't have that as much of a intimate relationship with their professor. You know, I I spent two years of my college in community college at Portland Community, and I had very small classroom sizes. My economics class had maybe 20 people, and my professor knew my name. That was the largest class I ever took at that at that campus. 20 people in an econ class. And that like that can really change a student's experience in a class if the professor knows your name. So are we to assume that the College of Arts and Science classes are getting larger if these layoffs take place, which, as you said, they're likely going to happen? I think that's a fair assumption. And another negative of this is that the tenured employees are going to have to teach more classes and have larger class sizes, and they're going to have less time for research. And so the school's research side is going to suffer because of these all these layoffs, too. When will we see these changes take effect? So Shill is asking each dean to present his or her own budget plan by the end of this month. And depending on each budget plan, it could take a long time for these um, to be implemented. So Shill says all these plans will be implemented by 2019, but he's asking for each dean's draft of their budget plan by the end of this month. There's one component of Shill's budget plan that transfers power to hire new tenured faculty, which is currently in the hands of the deans of each respective school to the new provost. How important is that transition? The provost will have the power to basically choose what departments to grow and what departments to shrink. It's been called a strong provost model. And we just hired a new provost. And from what I've heard, all the faculty love him. 
Um, he's supposed to be a really nice guy, but he will have a lot of power. And Shield made the point of saying that choosing tenured faculty, quote, is where the ability to steer the university comes from, unquote. Right. And so this provost will really have a lot of influence on what departments to grow and what departments to shrink. Just for context, do we know what the largest schools and departments at the University of Oregon are? The College of Arts and Sciences is the largest. Could you give me an idea of what it encompasses as far as studies? So the College of Arts and Sciences has departments such as biology, anthropology, classics, earth sciences, English, history. A lot of these departments are really less desired degrees by students nowadays. Just depends on trends of the job market. Are these faculty layoffs a response to the budget shortfall that the university is facing? Yeah. It's one of the things that the university is doing. They're also increasing tuition. Also, next year, the University of Oregon will have a freshman live-on requirement, and that, that'll increase the money for University of Oregon. Getting revenue through the residence system. Right. Another reason for this budget deficit is that the University of Oregon is spending more money every year, but state funding has stopped growing and so that gap is widening between the university's spending and the amount of money that the university is receiving from the state, the state legislator. What are the schools that are growing? Who's, who's getting all these positions? I'm hesitant to say who's growing, but business is really popular at University of Oregon. The, the sciences are very popular. PR is very popular. What can we look forward to coming up from the Emerald on this issue? So we're working on some stories about this future of different departments and programs on different ends of the spectrum, ones that are doing really well and a lot more students are joining those departments and programs and other ones where students are leaving and and causing this budget problem. We're going to talk to some deans of, of different departments and see what their budget plans might be. And um, we'll have some more information about um, faculty layoffs in the future, but it's a serious problem and I know a lot of people are worried about it. That's all we have time for today. My name is Emerson Malone. And I'm Will Campbell. If you'd like to hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, or you can listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening.